Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and listen, we haven't put out a podcast in some time now. Partly my fault, I uh, I put myself into a Tesla that has ludicrous mode, and a guy on our team here got this car, bolted me around town here a little bit too fast. I don't know if you know anything about this car, but it goes zero to 100 in like two point something seconds. Anyway, it's like the tied for the fastest production car in the world with the Porsche 918 or something like that. And uh, I got such bad whiplash from him smoking me around town in this thing that uh, I got like a concussion symptoms. So that has happened over the last few weeks. We also had one of our large events. We had about 750 people out at a large Your Life, Your Terms event. We are in the middle, uh, in the middle, uh, in the middle, what was I going to say? The middle, in the middle of the build out for our new office, which has been a lot more time consuming than we had ever imagined. Um, traveled to New York with the family, uh, off to Florida tomorrow again with some high school friends. So just a lot of stuff, and uh, but we are getting back on track. So we have this podcast coming out. We have another one already for next week. We're going to record another one. So we're back on track with the podcast. And on this podcast, we wanted to catch up with Nicole and Matt from Health Nut Nutrition. They're the YouTubers that we had on. Nicole is the primary YouTuber on the channel. Um, they have, you know, at the time we met them, they had a bunch of subscri- uh, subscribers, 400 and. 80 or 90,000. I'll let you listen to how many they have now. But the primary reason we wanted to catch up with them is they released a book. They had a book published. And one of the best things we believe you can do in business is release a book for your business. And a lot of people are scared of that whole process. So we thought we'd bring them on and give us a bit of behind the scenes of what they went through to release a book with a proper publisher. Because a lot of what we have done for this particular business is release books ourselves. They did one with a publisher, wanted to give you a bit behind the scenes of that whole experience from them, catch up with them and share what they're they're up to. And also why I wanted to chat with them is, you know, they're off building this business for themselves from scratch. And we believe to live life on your terms, building a business is one of the ways you can actually build your own asset. Instead of buying a piece of real estate, like buying an asset, you can build your own asset, like building a business from scratch. So I just like catching up with them because they're really in the trenches, creating content, developing things. So you're going to hear some of the things that they're up to, what they're going to be releasing next. And just to me, it's inspirational to hear what other business owners and entrepreneurs are up to. So that's why we're interviewing them. It's not a real estate based one this time, but I think you'll take a lot of value from that. And listen, if you are listening to this and you do want some real estate specific information, you can get videos, reports, free copies of our books and register for our free real estate investing training class. It's a 90 minute class that we have in our office here at rockstarinnercircle.com. If you go to that URL, www.rockstarinnercircle.com, you can get access to all that stuff, including the access to the training class that we put on here, the 90-minute class um, that we do about once a month right now is when we host that thing. You can get the latest dates and all details for that at rockstarinnercircle.com. And with that, let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. Yeah, so we're we are live with Nicole and Matt. And just on that note, Matt, we were just talking about intellectual property and stuff. You're for your YouTube stuff, because this used to happen to me all the time with articles that I would write about real estate. Um, people would steal them. Actually, I had a digital camera website a long time ago with affiliate links on it. This is like two thousand and 
2003, 2004. Man. Were you guys born? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. You both hesitate. <laughs> you, but anyway, uh, someone stole, ripped off my whole site. They copied it. A guy in Florida, he copied all the pages, recreated the site for himself because I was getting a lot of traffic. And then he put his own affiliate links on there so that when traffic went to Amazon, because I was getting up, my peak was like about $1,000 a month. That's not bad. It was, oh, oh wow. my gosh. Yeah. Off affiliates. Affiliates. Wow. I was That's good. I was really early. Yeah. Right. And I was really good at the search engine optimization. And there wasn't a lot of competition in digital cameras way back then. And, uh, he copied it and I found out that he copied it. I forget. I ran one of these little tools that can tell you if someone's copying your site and I found his number cause you could do a, who is database lookup. Do you guys know that kind of stuff? I don't even yeah, know if that exists. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, could go yeah. look who owns different websites. And I found this guy's phone number and he was in Florida. So I called him oh, and man. I remember like I was like shaking in the He's basement. He's on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was in the ba- in my unfinished basement of my house. I call this guy. He answers the phone. Sounds like some real old guy. And he's like, hello. And I'm like, is this so-and-so? I go, hey, my name's Tom. You stole my site. I live in Toronto. You've copied all my pages. I need you to take that down. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, uh, oh, I didn't, I could tell I totally caught the guy off guard. Oh, and he's like, nice. And I think he said, yeah, okay, I, I, you know, I'll have that done by the end of the week. I'll take it all down or whatever. I'm like, yeah, okay, you better. Thanks. And I hung <laughs> up. I was like, what? That's, like, that's like, awesome. Oh my God. But he took it down. He took, he took oh, the yeah? site down. Yeah. You really are Canadian because that's like the I know. nicest way to I, be like, I, okay, fine. At the end of the week, I'd be like, well, yeah. I'm Canadian too, but I'd be like, take it down now, today. No. You're like, okay, I was next so, week. I it. was like shaking on the um, phone. You yeah. know, I hung up and I was like, oh, what the hell happened? So my point with that is <laughs> with your YouTube content, do you ever find, before we, there's so much to talk about with you guys, but with your YouTube stuff, do you find anyone ever does have or do you ever have intellectual property problems with your your videos on your channel i mean definitely over the years we've had different i guess um like sometimes it's just someone resharing a recipe maybe on instagram and they're not necessarily take like taking me properly yeah Yeah, so there's uh there's different ways that people are, are necessarily like sometimes they they just don't know they're sharing it maybe they've stripped a video of mine posted it on their platform and maybe they're tagging me but I'm like yeah but you stripped it there's ways there's apps and stuff that you can use now to properly repost or reshare on social media so that's sometimes one way someone will do it and I don't really I'm not gonna you know break down their door over that but I'll sure. send You're them a message them and say, you up. better take it down <laughs> yeah so but I will I'll send them a, DM, a, a direct message and just say hey you know can you take me or can you just reshare my video instead of re-uploading a new one? Because that means like all those vi- views are going to their video and not the original one. Other times uh, we've had like actual content stripped onto new sites. Matt, you and why? So they want that because you're you have good content. So they strip it maliciously or no, they're just trying to get it over to. I think know. I think those ones are malicious. People just stealing your content and re-uploading onto their own site to try to drive traffic there. But I would say where we normally, where I've seen a lot of issues is more on Instagram where where for our our online store where people would see products that we were selling that were doing well, steal our photos and our description. No. And like some of the photos were my face or Nicole's (laughs) face and then people would reach out and (laughs) say, you're like a stock image uh, or something. Yeah. And people would reach out and say, oh my, I saw these people selling the same thing that you have and it's your picture on there. You know, and you ask someone to take it down. A lot of times, a lot of times these companies I think are out of China. So, Good yeah. luck. Good There's luck. There's new ones down. popping up all the time. And the funny thing is a lot of times we only find them is because, you know, our 
our online community is quite large. So it's usually one of them that's taking us and like, uh, this person's using their, your photo. And it's like they know that's me holding that product or Matt's face and they'll recognize us and they'll be like, uh, I don't think this is you putting this or giving them permission to use their photo. That's kind of cool that your community steps up like that, though, right? So that's Yeah, that's... They're, they're pretty awesome. And that's usually how because otherwise you, I would just spend my whole day searching for people stealing my content. And it's just like. It's so you feel just so deflated when you find that kind of stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. and the good thing to remember too, just because not that it's right to steal someone else's stuff, but the the cool thing that I really notice is when people do it, it doesn't mean that they're obviously they're now stealing all my views and and popularity online. It's like no, it's really the personality, and there's so much other work that goes and that is involved with growing an online presence, and it's not. It is about the content, but it's like the personality behind the content. So they can steal and strip all they want. They'll never have the same, um, I guess, impact that and the actual and, channel has. And that's why when I talk to people about business in general, I'm like, anything is possible in business because none of us are competing against each other. I think we've briefly had this conversation before amongst us maybe, but yeah, like, hey, if you guys are going to go into like real estate, I think we use this example. Like if you're going to go into real estate and we're doing real estate, it's like there's more than enough for all of us because the way I'm going to talk about it is going to be slightly different. I'm going to attack the Bank of Canada and interest rates like, like crazy. <laughs> and the way you're going to talk about it be slightly different, a little bit of different angle. And that will resonate with some people the way I I speak about it will resonate with other people Mm -hmm. and there's just more than enough opportunity for all of us so why don't we just all help each other and kind of raise each other up but in business i find most people do it the way you you just mentioned where they see something they like and they kind of strip a video down put it on their site and they don't realize that that's not the magic you know the magic is the personality it is the consistency it's putting out something like you guys have just done with your own book Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's the, mm-hmm. the it's all these components together. You can't just strip a video. But uh, it's like the guy in Florida who stripped my website. Like that's not the you know, I'm all. Yeah, that, that's not the magic. Right. Right. And and also two two people doing the same thing. Like you said, it's not competition. It's if anything, both of you are if someone else is doing a healthy healthy food and lifestyle YouTube channel. They're just bringing more awareness to living a healthy lifestyle. So it's, if anything they're help we're helping each other out it's not about mm-hmm. oh now everyone's gonna do make your recipes like no they're gonna want it. they're gonna be interested in both they're now into that realm of healthy living and they're excited about everyone who's doing it yeah and um something i wanted to touch on is last time you were here i think you guys had some insane amount of subscribers to your youtube channel um like it was i think it was like 480 thousand and yeah. kind of in that range it seemed like it was going up like at 500 people every hour or something it felt like to me every time i looked at your your page but we were just talking about yeah yeah (laughs) every hour i haven't had a usually i'm a little bit more prepared i forgot to bring your book in so thank you matt you shared this copy of the of it's nicole's book it's not your book not my book but this one says to my love on the back so you know that's nice <laughs> that you co- shared this with me so i can, the, book. I can yeah. um, uh, the book but before we get to or the this book this would be awkward yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. yeah, yeah totally because yeah it doesn't to have back. his name yeah it doesn't have his name it's just like to my love um but uh you could repurpose this book it's, it you says could. to my love that's nicole, what she writes to everyone nicole. actually <laughs> yeah sorry yeah sorry nicole but uh that's obviously for matt um, but, uh, you were at 480,000, um, subscribers. Where are you at? What's the latest amount? And, uh, I don't think this even matters anymore when you get to your level of subscribers, but I'm curious. You, you told me 500 and something. What was it? So we're almost 90. Yeah. We're almost at 600,000 yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. And then obviously we have sure following on other platforms, but YouTube is our, our main home online. Yeah. That's incredible, man. I mean, do you, 
Yeah, you're probably so busy making content and doing this, you don't realize how incredible that is. Because when you were here last, we had, I think, 1,200 subscribers on our YouTube channel. And I'm proud to say, I think we're at 1,880 right now. That's so we're good. up 600 and yeah. so, some odd <laughs> people since <laughs> you're up 100,000. We're up about 600. So I just want to throw that out there, right? It's so all if a, you, it's you, all a snowball. You might want to watch some of our stuff just to pick up some tips. Okay, okay? I will, yeah, I will just you, yeah. If you're if you're seeing a little lull, just go to our channel, see how it's done. Um, but uh, how did the book come to be? Can you talk about that? And the reason this is really uh, key to me, it's it's a it's a beautiful beautiful book. First of all, uh, Thank you. My wife and daughter have both been doing certain recipes with it. I'm supposed to have the favorite recipe. I've failed on that too. So next time you come, I will have the favorite recipe. But they've been using your cookbook and raving about it it sits both in our kitchen and our family room because they're referencing it in the oh, in our wow. family that's, room so that's so, so yeah awesome. it's so Thank cool you. and i see it around yeah it's really cool and um you must be sick of my face then by now no no i think it's the reason i am always thinking kind of like business and marketing different strategies and a book to us is always one of the most important things someone can create for their business because it automatically gives them the status of some authority in their field does that make sense? Yeah. So a lot of people, I mean, it's, it, you know, it is a beautiful book and it's great recipes, obviously, mm -hmm. but I like what it does for you guys as a business because something magical, and you alluded to it just a few minutes ago before we started recording here, when you say that you're on YouTube or you're a YouTuber, which you clearly are in my eyes anyway, I think that's a good thing. Um, some people that might resonate with, but other people, when you can say, hey, I'm an author, for whatever reason, it just elevates you in their eyes. Mm -hmm. And then your position of authority in your business magically increases. Like with you it. must be an expert in something if you have a published book. And it's funny because, you know, we always think of the book as just a side project from our main business and other things that we're working on. Obviously, a very big side project. But it's crazy because we've always been working on our business. Um, but now that we have this tangible published book, you know, people now look at us like, Oh you, wow! You must you must know what you're doing because you have a book now, and it's I think just being an author is, I just r think it's ranked so much higher than maybe other other jobs or to starting no, totally a channel, is. and mm -hmm. you know, and I see it in people's eyes when you say, "Oh yeah, I'm an author." They're like, "Oh," and they're just way more interested, and they can relate because, like we said before, sometimes when you say, "I run a YouTube channel," they're like, "What is that? Is that a hobby?" They don't know, and I get that, but. People know, or if you say, oh, I, I was on TV this morning, people automatically think, ooh, you must know so something. So I think traditional media and books are still within that. I think people relate to on a higher level. So how did this come to be? Can you break this down? Did someone approach you? How did this, because we get asked that all the time. How do I get my book out? Because we're always telling people, make sure you get a book. Mm -hmm. Now you're a published, this is a published book. Can you, did someone reach out to you? Map out the process. So basically, I mean, I always get dates mixed up. Uh, I'm trying to think when I left the two, corporate world. Two and a half years ago, say two. So it's all it's all blurred into one for me. Sure. Uh, so You're busy. <laughs> right? Um, Matt's watching the news. We just talked about that too. I know. You're I don't not, have time. You, you don't have time to watch. I'm following Donald Trump. And you're following yeah. Donald Trump. You better say someone else too. So, and it's, uh, so <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. You're going to think something else here. <laughs> you're you're, uh, you're the, the politics guy and you feed Nicole what she needs to hear. Yeah. Just yeah, I can't, I can't yeah. listen to everything. I just get too emotionally attached and yeah. then i'm just like oh my god yeah, i can't wake up this yeah morning. yeah we were just also bantering about this how that uh in my world politics is obviously important 
But uh, I think the banking system and understanding the money system, to me, maybe that's a selfish thing, selfish thing to say, but uh, it's way more important to me because if I can understand how that works, I feel like I can take care of my family and myself and then also start helping other people. Anyway, that's a different topic. Get back to this. Mm -hmm. Two and a half years ago. So I had, I always say left my corporate job, but really I was let go. Uh, just my contract ended, so it wasn't renewed. I <laughs> so, like the let go thing. Yeah. I think you should tell people, I was let go. Yeah. They right? chased they me out of there. I know. You they, went out there flashing the bird as you walked out the door. You know, I think deep down they also knew that it wasn't, you know, as my side hustle was growing, uh, Matt and I were just like building it more and more. I, I think they knew too that they weren't going to bring me on full time time as a permanent um staff member just because they knew like it wasn't my like long-term thing which i get it it was not so i yeah i left the corporate world it was like december of i guess 2017 i think yeah that's yeah. right and then i it was really cool actually so i took the holiday season off i was like okay i'm gonna worry this is gonna be january's problem i'm gonna that's when i'm gonna start the business full-time and i'll know what i'm gonna do you know so because you already had some videos but it wasn't like this consistent thing at that point um at that point it was pretty consistent i wasn't posting three times a week like i am now um it was consistent enough where we were getting regular income from it sponsored content it was it was definitely a an ongoing like it was a more well-developed online business but I just wasn't treating it like a full like my full-time business like it's not what it is today and and I was just a little bit more like chill about things like yeah taxes sure yeah, like yeah. we all are at the beginning of business <laughs> yeah. HST what's that what's that you know, yeah. I have to remit that <laughs> I have to keep these receipts yeah, yeah. what so I would say it was probably like and I remember having a conversation it was like early that year Maybe like, yeah, the end of January, Matt and I were like, well, if uh, this thing doesn't pan out, like, are you going to look at going back to work? You know, and so it was just that fear. And I so think Matt's it, the it conservative one out of you Very, too? very much bit, so. A little bit. And I remember that conversation and it was, and I was like a little devastated. I'm like, but like, if I have to go back to work, everyone's going to think I failed. Right. So I was like, no, I, I have this. Huh. I'm very stubborn. So I'm like, no, this is like not going to happen. I'm going to work my butt off. We're going to make it happen. And I really believe in like everything happens for a reason. It was like a sign from the universe. I got, I think it was in February, I got an email from my publisher uh, at, well now who's my publisher, at Penguin Random House, basically saying, congrats on going full time with your business. We'd love for you to write a book with us. And it's not just like any publisher. This was like the, you know, the head of publishers. In my eyes, I was like, what? Cool. This is my dream publisher and they're reaching out to see if I want to write a book I'm like let me think about that really I was like screaming in my kitchen yeah. so I freaked out and that's how so it was really cool because the opportunity kind of landed in my lap although I will say obviously I worked a lot of work was put in to get so to they that were point. following you I guess on, I guess on, that she was doing her research okay so mm -hmm. she knew that I just like I just left my job like two months ago and she already knew so I felt like she was like headhunting me and, and I guess that's what they do. They look for yeah, new yeah, publishers. Yeah. And it was like the perfect timing because anytime someone had asked before that, when are you going to write a book? I'd always feel overwhelmed. Like, I don't have time to write a book. I'm I'm working at a nine to five job. I'm doing the side hustle. Like, I'm already. Yeah, I mean, just looking through your book, like the amount of recipes that you have in here. I, like Yeah, it's a full time job writing a book. And I could not imagine doing doing that while still balancing everything. So when I was reached out to, it was a perfect time because I was kind of starting fresh with the business i was like okay now it's i'm doing this full time and i was able to well i had more free hours you know and i was able to actually work on this new huge project and that's kind of where it started i will say though 
I got to experience both sides. So Penguin reached out to me, but then we later on discovered that we wanted a second publisher. Um, we ended up reaching out. So we got a book agent and he was helping us pitch to U.S. publishers. So if you don't know with the book, you usually get a book advance and it's usually just um, it, that rate can really depend on the publisher, how much they think that author is going to be able to sell. And you don't have to give back that amount. Even if your book doesn't sell nearly as much as that um, advances, you keep that. So I knew like Matt and I knew. Um, that the book that we wanted to create was an expensive book. When Once we started tallying everything up and knowing the cost of the photos and everything that went into it, we're like, oh, this book is expensive. So Just the weight of your book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You could hurt someone totally, with that. You totally could. And so we knew, we knew what the budget was for the book that we wanted. And I thought, if this is the only book that I write, I want it to be this quality. And I don't want to just put something out just for the sake of having a book. So we wanted to get a second publisher. Actually, it was a friend of mine that gave me this idea. She's like, why don't you reach out to a second publisher and get a second book advance? And I didn't even know that you could do that. So On the, for the same book? Yes. This is amazing. It was amazing. like double dipping. Mm. It's really? genius. And they do, they know they're doing this? So yeah. It, it's not something they do willingly. The time. <laughs> okay. So it's really just, yeah, it came down to the negotiations on letting one publisher have the rights in, you know, in Canada and then oh, another it. publisher writes to the US and, and outside. This. So we, we gave our a great friend. We gave our first <laughs> publisher the option to to, you know, give us more money and uh, and then have full rights. Um, but then, you know, we weren't able to get the exact amount that we wanted and and let me just say, we got a good advance for the for, from cool. the first publisher. Awesome. Um, and, but we ended up pitching to the U.S. And let me say, it's a totally... I got to experience both sides because I was now the, the, the pitcher, right? So it wasn't just like someone's emailing me saying, yeah, yeah. yes, we'd yeah, like Yeah, you're you responding, to. yes. Yeah. No, it was, it was hard because we got a lot of rejections. They're like, oh, another healthy cookbook. Oh, another YouTuber writing a book. I don't know. Are you keto? Like, what are you? And it's not niche enough. And it was hard to, to get all of that. And then we finally... So ended, how did you position it in the end to them? Well, we had... Um, so one of the processes, even though we got reached out to Pipe Penguin, they still wanted us to create a book proposal, which is basically like a little it's like a, a little resume slash teaser of the book because even though they're they're saying hey we want you to write a book you need to figure out what's the book going to be about what's it going to look like so we did a sample photo shoot for it we created like a, a table of contents what that could look like basically like a mini teaser book to get the look and feel so we took we already created one for uh, for Canada we took that exact same one and we just tweaked it a little bit for the U.S. audience and we we pitched that. You also talk about like how you're going to promote the book and sure. marketing. All, yeah, and, yeah, got it. Yeah, it it's a really cool little document actually, mm -hmm. and it really just helps you create the book after when you're going to that process. But we use that to sell ourselves to the states. And eventually, one of them said yes. Yes. So we end up with uh, Decapo Press, which is under Hatchet Books. So it's another larger uh, publisher, and we gave them rights to the U.S. and international rights. And so we basically got double the um awesome. book advance so we were able to actually it covered the the cost and of then what's the, the deadline they give you so you get the advances is there a deadline now yes yeah. 
Um, <laughs> that sounds horrible. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work. But what's the deadline? Like, do you have six months, three months, they, a year? They gave us, I think, what was it a year? And initially, they gave us a year. Okay. It varies too with publisher and okay. the book. But we then, know so people, you basically had about a year to get this thing done. We had a year. Yeah. Okay. Did you have all these recipes? It's well, a lot of recipes. Back to that timeline. So yeah. I, one thing you should know, I'm like the biggest procrastinator ever. And it's something I did in school and apparently something I still did as an author. And I, yeah, we were given about a year, but I think it was about the six month mark where I was like, oh crap, I need to, I need to get yeah, going with this. Go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, the easy part, like you just said, the recipes, it wasn't so much, a lot of people thought, oh, like, how are you going to think of all these recipes to make? That was the easiest part. I had all these post-it notes and I had some whiteboards that Matt put up for me and mm -hmm. it was just like recipe ideas spitting out it was like it was more so about narrowing them down cool. so i mean so you had a lot of raw material to work with yeah awesome. yeah and the photography who did the pictures for this thing matt did no I'm yeah. kidding. oh no <laughs> really? i was totally buying no, that no, like no, holy no. crap yeah. dude these pictures are amazing <laughs> so our uh our friend uh kyla zanardi she actually does she's she has a production uh, studio in toronto uh, Benson and Oak and we've known her now for four years yeah give or take yeah, yeah. and um, basically I'm I first started working with her because I was looking for someone to take some photos of me and it was a friend who recommended her because she had done photos for her and as soon as I worked with her I just loved her style she really loves to play up with colors and stuff and I'm a big colors person and she was amazing and I thought I remember meeting her and thinking if we if you know if I ever write a book like you're the photographer because even though I do do my own food photography when you're talking about a book it's just on a different level there's so much I d didn't know about the formatting and the styling and all this and and even if you are really um talented at photos just getting the help because you really do need a book team when you're creating a cookbook like this um so it was just great to have someone else that already has worked on cookbooks, um, has written their own cookbooks, and with uh, Penguin Random House as well, so already knew the publisher I was working with and what they were looking for. And for a cookbook, where did, where are the pictures taken? Are you doing this food on their location? We, for they photography? Had a, yeah, they had a... Per, At their uh, studio. studio. Yeah, yeah. Oh not, not the publisher's studio, but... No, I got the, it for yeah, the photographer. Yeah. So yeah. you're actually bringing the food there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So like well, we would we would grocery shop and stuff, and they'd be making. Oh no, we'd be making food on site. Okay, got it. You're making it on site there, taking yeah. the pictures. Yeah. It wow. was basically we did all the photos in two weeks. I think it was like two weeks, yeah. like twelve or thirteen hour days. Yeah, wow. nonstop. Nonstop for two weeks. Okay, so then you have the photographer. You have the pictures you need for the cookbook. You have the recipes, obviously. Um, you put everything together. Right. So then within a year, do you hit this deadline where you get it back to the publisher in a year? Yeah, we just made it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think we had to get a little extension, maybe a week or okay, two. But yeah, pretty much. You That's know. fair. OK, yeah. so then what happens from there? They take it and then they do their editing on it or something like they go through it and say, yeah, change this, do this. Yeah. I remember when Matt and I were in like one of the first meetings with Penguin and they were explaining the process and they said, you will probably re end up reading this book like from front to back about seven times. I probably read it more than that, but and probably Matt did too, because every time I'm like, can you read this? And yeah, so the editing process is quite intense. Um, it's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And how long did that take? I would say maybe like three, three months. Three yeah. months, yeah. Wow, really? Okay. And then from uh, editing's complete, then what happens? Editing's complete. And then basically, I think things go quiet for a little bit. 
and I'm trying to remember. This is like so long ago because even though the yeah, book yeah. just came out yeah. this fall, it, it's something you I've been working. Yeah. We've been working on for like two years. So they set up their release schedule for it, maybe. Yeah, I think they. I go, think they also they they put the book because at this point we hadn't actually seen what the layout and the yeah, design of the book yet was. Like they take the book proposal and some of the ideas that we had put in there. And then they sort of put that Got with their it. designer, and then it's like, okay, here, like, here's Got all the, it. here's the raw material, the, you know, the document for all the recipes and everything, and pictures, and you know, put it together. So then we're waiting for them to take our ideas and their ideas and everything, and just sort of put a book together of it and, and send it back to us to basically critique it. And there's a lot of back and forth. I, I think there was probably, I don't know. Yeah, like that is not the original cover. I yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I cried when I saw the first cover. I did not. Why? I did that, not it was, like it. It was that bad. <laughs> I just. Oh it's God. just. Now I want to see it. I just. Okay. Um. It just wasn't what we had in mind. And that's no. the thing. Sometimes you put your. You know. You're putting your heart and soul into this project, and you also have people forget that when you're working with a publisher, it's not just your book. It's their book too. Yeah, it's no, a partnership. It. They're we're both invested. And so I think they were trying out something new with this book and we got the first okay. draft and it was not what actually we were filming the reaction. No. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was like, ah, was garbage. I think I'm going to cry. And then we turned it off. I just <laughs> oh didn't like gosh. it. I don't, I don't think so we could put it out. That. We didn't. Oh, I don't think got we, it. Okay. I don't think okay, we did. Okay. But just of Nicole's face. It was Nicole. like big smiles, cameras on. We're like, okay, we're opening the, the email. And we open it up and both of us just our faces <laughs> drop and we're like, no, this is a joke. Oh, right? man. Okay, yeah. so you get all that solved. Yeah. Uh, you go back and forth, and then there's a, 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 finally they tell you, okay, it'll be the fall of 2019. Yes. That it's going to be released. And then you're waiting, what, like six months or something? Yes. And I at this yeah. point, oh, I should say too, at this point, we had kept the book a secret from our viewers. Like no Got one it. knew. I don't know how yeah. we kept it a secret because like. Yeah, totally. I don't know either. With filming videos yeah, yeah. and all this and stuff, but we kept it a secret. So basically it was the spring before launch. So this spring, last spring, uh, we did a big announcement on YouTube saying, you know, I think everyone thought we were like getting married or pregnant. Everyone yeah. always thinks that when we're like, big surprise. Yeah, they're waiting for Matt to get down yeah. on one knee. I yeah. know, right? That's the first question I asked you, I think, when you got in here. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Matt. I'm sorry, man. It's okay. I get it all time. the time. <laughs> we, were too, we were too busy planning our book wedding, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, we just had a book wedding. Uh, yeah, so okay, so then uh, where were we? Gets released? We, announced, yeah, we announced, announced the news it. Sorry, online. Yeah. Everyone's freaking out. I was so excited because everyone was just as excited about the book. So it was available for pre-order. That's the thing. Got Pre-orders it. are open way in advance. And a lot of the times in order to get on like bestsellers list and stuff like that, you want like pre- if any of your friends or family members are writing a book, get the pre-orders. That helps people. That helps authors the most. Like obviously anytime sure. you buy a book, it, it's going to be helpful. But like those pre-orders, they when, definitely uh, help. Before Amazon caught on to how pre-orders were really skewing where the rankings would kind of books would come in on the rankings. We had some marketing friends of ours in the States and this one particular guy, I won't mention his name. Uh, we had spent a lot of money uh, to have a half day of consulting with him. It's not one of the guys we were just talking about either. Okay. It's a different guy. And he's like, okay, if you buy $8,000 worth of my book from Amazon, I will meet with you for half a day. Oh, and that was his, because wow. that was his fee. 
That yeah, was his brilliant. business consulting fee. But back then, this is some time ago, I guess Amazon didn't have this thing of bulk orders and we had to do some weird way. I forgot how we did a bulk order. I, I forget the process to get. I think we actually gave him our credit card and they did it somehow. Huh. But we bought and we had we had this guy's books because we had boxes of books in here. <laughs> like boxes and boxes of books. We were trying to give this book away. Giving them out for everyone. Halloween. But he ranked go. out. He came out number one because he had all the pre-orders. But then they kind of changed it. Like you couldn't, it couldn't be one person. Amazon changed the rules that like one person couldn't buy like a million copies of your book. Oh, okay. That wouldn't count as a million sales, mm-hmm. right? Like they what had you to, did. Like what we did, yeah. you know? And we weren't trying to like screw Amazon or anything. He just told us like, hey, this is my fee. Yeah. You can either, that's what I charge you or right now I want my book to do well. Can you just buy, buy my book? Right. Wow. What'd you so, do with all the copies? We had them for years in our Burlington oh, okay. office. Boxes. If like I met you guys, be like, hey, you guys want a copy of a book? I think we might even still have some copies when you leave. I don't even want to mention this book right now. <laughs> but later, it's, it's actually a pretty good book. Okay. But uh, you've memorized it. Yeah, you've oh read it gosh. so many times. For years, Nick and I had boxes in, I think, his office. I'm like, Nick, what are these boxes? We brushed off some dust, opened them up. Like, damn, there's more boxes in this book. Anyway, um, well, we'll, we'll take one today. Yeah. yeah. We'll help yeah, you out. Sure. You know, we'll help you out. Sure. Um, but, uh, so your, you pre-orders happen, you announce it, the pre-orders begin to happen and then it ultimately gets released this fall. Yes. So yeah, the release date was September 4th. Uh, so basically back to school season and, it's funny because obviously writing, creating the book was a huge like project and a lot of work. But the leading up to the launch and all the events that go around that and the media tour and all that, that was that was intense, I would say. And the publisher set up that? It was a mixture. We also have our own PR company, so they would secure some stuff. But I will say that our publicist with Penguin was amazing. And we basically got on most of the morning talk shows, especially in Toronto and uh, in uh, magazines like Globe and Mail and Toronto Star. And uh, yeah, so it's a mixture. It was like literally everyone just working as a team to get this book in as many hands as we could. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, well, congrats, guys. This yeah. is a big achievement. And I think you'll be able to leverage this book for many years. If it was someone like me coming to work with you guys now at this point and you had this book, I would immediately say something. I don't even know if you could do this. I'm like, hey, could we do like the lost chapter? Like, is there, you know, is there an ability? And I know there's probably probably some publisher rules of like, you can't have another chapter to this book because I guess they own the rights to this with you, right? Is that how it works? Who owns the rights to this particular book? I mean, I guess it's a... Uh, joint owner? Yeah, I guess it's a joint. I mean, I have to look at that con- yeah. that long yeah, contract yeah, yeah, that yeah, I read yeah, yeah. word Because I don't know word. how it would work either. But I would be like, hey, let's put a lost <clears throat> chapter together and put it on your website and immediately start getting email opt-ins for this lost chapter because I would leverage the book Mm -hmm. as a lead generator aside from you know after the sales kind of die down from it in some Mm -hmm. point I'm sure it'll be a bestseller for 10 years so yeah but you know what I mean like after this initial kind of run goes for it I would be leveraging like the 13th chapter or the 13 you know like the lost chapter and use that as a giveaway of some sort on your website to uh, build your email list do you guys build an email list I forget we you do. You guys have that? Okay. We, we do. We're a little late to the game, but I think we've realized the value. Huge value. The, the value. Huge. I see all these yeah. different marketers oh, online man. and Nick, Nick will send me something. He's like, oh, this person's now starting an email list. Um, so uh, they, uh, you know, everyone eventually comes down to the email list and the importance of it because you own it yourself, mm-hmm. right? Like it's mm-hmm. ultimately you own that email list. So for you guys, 
with this now, you have a huge potential to use something ab- around this book as a lead generator for you guys to build that email list. And I don't know, it could be almost anything. Um, you know, the chat, the some of the recipes that didn't make it in here because yeah. it sounds like you had a lot. Yeah. So you know, Good it's idea. like the what was cut on the cutting room floor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be a real good lead generator for you. That'd be something we would immediately do if we were working with you. It'd be like immediately we're going to start doing that as long as you're, you know, respecting the publisher and how that all yeah, works. Yeah, I think in terms of the the whole intellectual rights and stuff, it really it's anything that, um, like say we were to do a, a type of course around healthy eating and we want to have the book be a part of that. I mean, as long as the whatever ideas and projects that we're working on is to help the sales and promote the book, Got it. It's not, I mean, the publisher isn't there to put their foot down and say, no, you can't do that. Makes the sense. Boss. It's there. If anything, they want you to be thinking outside the box. So uh, in terms of the lead generation with on uh, for the newsletter, one of the things we have right now is a preview sample recipe. So we have our smoky white bean kale soup. Uh, it's an email pop-up. We've started using Optin Monster. Is that yeah, 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 Optin Monster. Amazing. Oh, great. Yeah, you guys are and getting in there. Good. So, um, this, this is great. <laughs> one of our, yeah, we've oh, been okay. through so many of them. I forget what we're currently using. Okay, Sometimes okay. we're using two or three different ones at a time um, for different reasons because they have all different functionality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, okay, so you're doing that. Great. Yeah, so we have, um, yeah, we just started uh, doing it. So we have basically a pop-up uh, sh- showing like, hey, you want, basically you want to get one of the recipes that are in the book for free it's like a preview and then that's obviously a lead generation thing to hopefully they they like the recipe and then they buy the book um but uh yeah we basically since we knew we were going to be writing the book first one of the first things we were talking about is how do we start building we always had an email list in the back but like how do we actively start getting subscribers each month to the newsletter and so yeah from basically about two years ago is when we were being more serious about the newsletter and it's been a huge like it's grown significantly since yeah you guys have done things so backwards from most people that's awesome because you've you've accomplished the hardest part about getting attention and primarily through your youtube channel i know you have different social media channels that, that you're you're on but primarily through the youtube one you guys have just done such an amazing job of being able to uh earn attention that most people come at business in a different way it's like hey i'm gonna sell this product and you know buy my product and they try to get attention well you guys have gone and earned the attention through offering such great value on your youtube channel that you now then the the the, kind of the the sky's the limit for what you can do now with that you know with all the different things with the book you have your healthnutrition.ca correct yes yeah Um, which we just got a brand new look everyone should go check it out oh really oh yeah beautiful it is the most prettiest site ever um Oh my gosh, yeah. I wrote today the email that's going out tomorrow and I have the URL in our email. Oh, nice. I pre-wrote it because it's going out tomorrow and I'm not going to have time. I'm flying this off This is to going Florida. out tomorrow? This is going out tomorrow. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Quick turnaround. Nicole, that's how we live around. too. Don't we worry. We don't mess we around. Do the same we, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I already haven't. We haven't put out some podcasts in a long time. We got to get a podcast yeah. out the yeah. door here. But uh, so yeah, I put the URL in there and I clicked it and I and it was just kind of reminding me because today in the sink in my kitchen are your straws. Oh, yeah. I, had to, I think I had to reorder. You gave me some. And you lost, lost them. Lost them. Yeah. I, lost they were it. in my hand when you gave them to me. So this was at an event that uh, you guys were at. You kindly gave those to me. My daughter loves them. They were in our sink this morning. She has a little cleaner thing. I yeah. thought I yeah. came with a cleaner <laughs> thing. And, uh, and the other thing we love from your store is the, now I, I feel like I'm totally just 
pimping out your store, but I don't care. Those go, go those ahead. little Ziploc bags, what are those? I've told oh, you about the them before. the silicone stasher yeah, bags. My family just loves those. Like my wife, my my son, my daughter, everybody loves these stasher bags. That's mm-hmm. that's what they're called? Yeah. yeah. And I think they sell out fast on your website, right? Because I think I went yeah. to reorder at one point. I had to come back. Yeah, we do sell out of those. They're probably our top seller. And yeah, are they? They're amazing. It's a like, silicone, 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 like reusable yeah. Ziploc bags. So you don't have to use the the plastic throwaway ones yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So now you can just put them in the dishwasher and wash them. And yeah, yeah. We've had ours for years. And I think in Canada we sell probably one of the like I think we're one of the retailers that sell the most colors. Yeah, uh, really? Got yeah, it. Yeah. So what do you so you have the you yeah. have the YouTube channel, you have the book, you're starting your store. Is this just going to continue the path to evolve this business for you? Like what's kind of next for you guys? There's so much more just right here. I guess just building off everything you've done so far. Yeah, I know Nicole has something she wants. Oh. To say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, so you know, it's funny cuz we finished the book so long ago it seems like even though it just came out that we were already well I know I was like okay what's the next thing I think just being a um, a creative person and a content creator I'm always looking for the next thing to be working on which is sometimes an awful thing but it's an exciting thing right you're like why can't I just relax and not create but yeah we started already thinking we want to have a skincare line so we have a it's like a a skincare beauty line that's going to be coming out soon no way and awesome we're actually uh, i could could see matt with the the makeup right on his face this is a lip balm oh wow that is a serious lip balm i I wanted a nice holy smokes man this is a big lip balm yeah it's like a chubby stick yeah that's cool so uh that is the (laughs) it's a moisture stick so it's a lip balm but it's also i mean you won't lose this in the bottom of your purse but it also just, you know, if you can put it on under your eyes. It's like an all-purpose uh, moisture stick. So, um, and Good for you guys. So you're going through the cre- creation of this product. Yeah, yeah. So we're now, we've already created and, and done all the, like, the, um, the labels and stuff for it. But now it's the, we're doing the video and the photography for it. And we're going to be doing, I think we just set a, a launch date today. So I'm going to hold ourselves accountable. Our launch date was Monday, November 4th. Oh, yeah. Okay. Beauty Nut yeah. Skincare. <laughs> coming at you <laughs> yeah that's cool that is a big deal what where where is this confidence coming from to be able to do this because i i meet and speak to a lot of people who are hesitant they're scared to do this and i always say hey like you just kind of get started like the whole thing the whole thing in being an entrepreneur in business in any field is just this big zigzag like mm-hmm. you start something doesn't go well you kind of zigzag a different way but as you progress some things start to work like this book mm-hmm. and then i find that gives you confidence to go and do something like you're doing some skin scare uh, skin scare skin care <laughs> skin products right now i can't speak today i'm just we were just talking earlier i'm just getting over this concussion i'm still half out of it i swear to you, like i'm in this fog anyway um it gives you that confidence because you've been through this process and then i think you just kind of understand you're like oh if i can do this book i can probably do this and you're I assume you're attending different events and conferences, hanging out with other people who are doing this kind of thing. No, not as, not m- as much. Okay. Not as much. I mean, okay, I think got that's, it. That's because that's where that we... we got a lot of confidence for our business from hanging around with other people who are doing it. We're like, oh, if they can do that, we could probably do something we're thinking of. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an area that we recognize is a place that we can um, improve on. Improve on is is getting out there and, and going to more conferences and more learning. A lot of the stuff we we do, it's trial and error. Which yeah. isn't always the best way, but we like to just get in the mix and just get something started and then see where it goes from there. And I think, too. Yeah, that's the right way to do it. And I think, too, like it, it seems like someone may everything someone's doing is successful, but like people don't see 
the things that launch that don't do the greatest, right? And I and I think if you fixate on that and you're like, oh, that didn't do that great, you know, we in the past have had an ebook. Well, it didn't do that great. Does it mean that a I don't want to say a real book, but like a physical book isn't going to perform well, right? It now I look back, I'm like, well, I didn't know the things I know now. So if I was to do another ebook, I think it would do totally, really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's important to know that um, you probably only see someone's highlights and not the things in the background that aren't doing as well because that creator isn't going to focus on the stuff that isn't doing well. You're going to be like, well, this is doing well, so I'm going to start advertising this and pushing this more. So there's been lots of things throughout our journey with building the business that we've done wrong or just didn't work out like we wanted to. And there's still things going on right now that we're like, oh, okay, we didn't do that correctly. Um, but I think that we just keep trying out new things like the skincare line. I don't know how well it's going to do. I love it. I'm obsessed with the products. We love it. And it's exactly, I'm. you know, we create products that we know we wanted in the market that weren't there uh, or not the exact models that we wanted. And so like I'm confident and passionate about it. And I think when you are so passionate about something, it like it's contagious, right? And so that's what gets other people excited about the product too. And that's, I think, what has helped the book be successful. And I think that's what's going to be successful too about the skincare line because people already trust us, know totally. that, you know, we wouldn't put something out there that we didn't believe in. And this is something that we've created in-house personally um, for our online, well, I say viewers, or like people say viewers, but our online community yeah. and family. And, and, and you have that because like I said, you've kind of done things a bit backwards. And I mean that as a compliment, like you've gone and earned the attention and the trust with the consistency of everything that you put out. So now when you put out a product like that, you already have that trust. So you know, you're going to make some sales of this stuff. I like, mean, worst I case scenario, I just have a lot of lip balm. Yeah. You know, I'm good for the next for few Christmas. years. Case yeah. of lip balm. Yeah, we'll that's if you need us to next. buy $8,000 worth of lip balm <laughs> yeah, so that we can fine. sit down and talk to you, you just let us know. <laughs> um, what, uh, what I was, what I wanted to ask. <laughs> Want about, a lip balm for a buck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, what I wanted to ask is sometimes um, we'll, we'll tell some people when they're looking at their business to put out content like you guys are putting out, go on YouTube or if you're not a video person, then write articles. Maybe you like the written word, right? Or maybe mm -hmm. you just like to speak, do a podcast, like an audio based podcast or something like that. And the feedback I'll always get is, is this Tom and, and Nick, uh, I'm, I'm scared. It's not good enough. And what we tell people is that like, that is such a subjective thing because like the, to our point earlier, the way you explain something is going to be different than the way I explain something and different people are going to take different meaning and value from that. So get over this whole thing. Have, how do you handle that with putting out your YouTube content? Because you're publishing three different videos a day. No, a week. A week. Yeah. A week, sorry. Mm -hmm. a week. I don't um, sleep. <laughs> yeah, a week. How are you, do you, do you kind of criticize yourself sometimes? Like what's the mental process to kind of get through some of that? Do you battle that a little bit? Um, like is, is my content good with... enough? Is this one going to be received well? Yeah, I think that's normal. I think that happens all the time and to be honest well in the beginning it happened all the time sure. I, I it, and it would just take me like triple the time to create the same product that I do now even though our quality has gone up so much more um I think it's just um really I don't know like putting your your own criticism aside because if you let your like you're your your biggest like um critic, critic. Yeah, yeah right so I think if you're always, um, oh, what I was going to say actually is if I hold on to a piece of content too long. So if we create, we're ahead of schedule, which, you know, hardly ever happens. But if we're, if I have a video that I filmed today and it's not going out till first week of November, sometimes what happens, and this has happened in the past, we're too ahead of videos. 
by the time that I'm ready to publish that, I'm like over that video. I'm like, oh, I don't really like it anymore. Yeah. It's it's outdated. I so kind of want to th- reshoot you throw it. it out? Or do you just publish it? I just don't. I don't see. This is probably opposite than what you're trying to tell people. But I would say it's because I've had time to overthink it. So create the content. I mean, but the overthinking might be you have a better way to say or do what you wanted. Right. Because you've done it. Now you're it's kind of mulling around in your mind. But use that for the next time. Yeah, got it. You you can't when you're publishing content online, it's not a book. It's not printed. And then that's what it is forever. It's like you can go back and edit that. You can you're going to make another post next week and that can be better than the other than the one you posted this week. So you have the chance to constantly improve yourself and improve the content um, that you're doing each week. So you got to start somewhere. So if you look back you know, our, our new website, it's all beautiful and fancy. Well, you can still go back and see the old posts and they're scary. And I think <laughs> they, they are, there are, they keep, we're trying to archive them and they keep popping up in related posts. I'm like, Oh God. See, uh, we're pr- I'm <gasps> proud of our old ugly stuff. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, look, if we can build a business based on that, you can do business for, you can kill it in business. You That's know, so I like showing it off. Cause I use it as yeah. like, Oh my gosh, look at this stuff. You definitely don't yeah. want to delete it. Just like yeah. the YouTube channel. We still have stuff on there. That's really old, but I just think like you always have room for improvement and or you always have a chance to to do redo not redo something but improve on something like our the way we uh, film videos today is so different than we filmed them six months ago we're always looking for new ways to improve and have fun with things and so I just think like people that never get something up like you need to get over it and just put it up because no one's going to overthink that as much as you okay are. Cool, cool okay so the, another question I have for you is sometimes with content because um We'll just hit a little bit of a brick wall every once in a while where where it's like, oh my gosh, I don't have anything else to say about real estate. I don't have anything else. Interest rates, I always have something to say about. But with real estate, you know, I'm kind of struggling. I don't know what to write about. I don't know what videos to put out. And sometimes we just need to take a break and you kind of like recharge a little bit and then you kind of come back into that creative state and you kind of put a bunch of whole bunch of stuff out again. Do you ever struggle with that or has it been a consistent flow where you're able to get these videos out on a consistent basis? I think my struggle has, I've always been good with like thinking of new fresh ideas. You know, sometimes I just need to get re-inspired, maybe going, well, taking a mini vacation or going to a new restaurant or just, you know, um, getting inspiration outside of just the YouTube world. I think that's important. Um, But sometimes, I totally lost my train of thought. You're asking, oh, about um, getting like a roadblock. Yeah, like if you just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think sometimes I just need to, um, like, well, taking a break is huge, um, but just, like, refocus myself. And How do you do that? Uh, I guess I would just, like, maybe sit down, do a brainstorming session is really important, too. Uh, get, like, I'll get some of our team members in there thinking of different things. like Because if it's just me all the time that's thinking of the ideas, I can get easily burnt out. But like my biggest thing, it's not so much thinking of the ideas, but it's like making the time to film. So I know like Mm -hmm. Matt will know, like he's always like, oh, like you guys have all these ideas. How come we're not getting them out? You know, and it's just like like that. (laughs) Matt's really kind and gentle over here. But when it comes down to publishing, he's getting it out the door. (laughs) So a lot of times it's the just finding the time to film. So right now I feel like now that like the first month of the book has been out and stuff, I'm feeling I was feeling a little bit like overwhelmed and not wanting to film YouTube videos because I was just a little burnt out. Uh, But now I've been like, okay, I'm ready to get back in the game. Like I have all these ideas, but now I'm just finding it hard to fit in time to film. 
Uh, so we've just been kind of because I think when I see a production schedule date in my calendar, I'm like, oh, we can move that. It's fine. But I need to make that a priority because the YouTube business is our main thing. And uh, so if anything, I just struggle with time management, not so much ideas, but everyone's different. So some people you may struggle. You're like, I have I have the day to, to film it. I'm just like struggling with the with the ideas. Luckily, that's always been something that's been like pretty natural to me. But I also make sure to like take care of myself and like meditate every day, take mini vacations when I need to, because if you're stressed out and overwhelmed, like the last thing on your mind is thinking, what's going to be trending next week, you know? Totally. I find sometimes in our business when we know there's busy periods, I'll have to plan some breaks proactively because mm-hmm. Nick and I will both just hurt, hit different burnout periods. Right now is about one of those ones where we're like going through a little too much. This new office, we didn't realize how many cycles it was going to take from. I guess this new office kind of like what you went through with this book. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, holy smokes, we didn't realize the cycles this thing was going to take from us. And it's chewing us at, uh, chewing at us a little bit hard right now. So, yeah, planning some breaks and stuff is is totally key. I feel like um, we need to. Uh, that's an area that we still always struggle with sometimes, too. I mean, we we pushed a vacation the last like three months in a row. We were like, oh, we're going yeah, on yeah. vacation now. Because it's so easy. And, then- and because you guys have pretty flexible schedules, you can mm-hmm. kind of do that kind of thing, right? It's not like booked in advance on these. It has to happen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah take the freaking vacation i know you know, you i know we need done. to take our own i advice. think next week i think yeah, next yeah, yeah. week we're gonna when i say yeah, that's yeah. why i say mini vacations because we were like okay we can take three days off i don't know last time i took like two weeks off straight <laughs> you, I, you know you put yourself last you're like well like yeah well like i want to make sure our, our team gets vacation but like i can hold mm-hmm. out till next month not a lot it's impressive that with the book the store inventorying product coming up with new skincare product you guys have a lot on your plate so mm. and then also real estate real too. estate so i i don't even know if you want this shared i'm just gonna to throw this out there you were at our event recently i yeah. met you you were walking out the door i don't know if you actually came back if had the time i did to, yeah did you? yeah i just okay. went and met the lawyer matt's, at lunch so matt's like yeah where i'm like where are you going he's like oh i'm just gonna go i think you're gonna close on a property property <laughs> yeah. you're buying he's like yeah. i'll be right back i'm just leaving i'm gonna go sign the papers to buy this property and then i'll just be right back yeah and i'm yeah. like okay that's cool and we so, just got the keys yesterday yeah, i picked awesome, them up and did awesome. a, a walkthrough it's uh pre-construction townhouse in in the stockyards in toronto yeah uh, awesome good yeah. for you guys yeah you can't let the real estate die you need the real estate to keep that's the long term that's, that's the long term yeah. totally the right. long term yeah, yeah. yeah awesome i'll uh i'll never forget when my dad built his construction company up he ultimately closed it down and when he moved out that final day where you're moving everything out of that office um i remember thinking oh my gosh like my dad slaved away at this drywall business for like a couple decades then just closed it down and ultimately there was nothing there anymore but the guy who owns that building that my dad was renting from the industrial units he's still killing it because he's just gonna rent it out to the next guy you know when just i don't know why as a kid i just remember thinking back i don't guess i wasn't a kid maybe 20 i definitely wasn't a kid anymore (laughs) but anyway i just remember thinking oh my gosh the guy who has the real estate Mm -hmm. is just killing it because he doesn't matter which business is in there he's just gonna rent it out to somebody else mm-hmm. so anyway sorry i totally went on a tangent with that one but the real estate is the long game and it it's is, cool yeah. that you're doing that and that's why you guys fit in with us and we fit in with you so much because there are so many different people that we work with that do things like you just did matt where you're like hey i'm gonna be right back i'm gonna close on this property sign these papers with this lawyer come back to your in that room that day there was like six different episodes of exactly that happening where people were like over the phone you know finalizing something getting a pdf sent to them signing on thing while they were there yeah. closing and buying properties so uh yeah so good for you guys um when next time you're back maybe we'll talk more about your long-term plans for real estate and that kind of stuff but for now the book where is the best place to go so we didn't even give it the full name the health nut cookbook 
Yeah, so the Health Nut Cookbook has about 130 delicious, easy recipes that really anyone can enjoy. There's stuff gluten-free, vegan, paleo. There's stuff for everybody. And it's basically available everywhere books are sold. So Amazon, Chapters, Barnes & Noble if you're in the States. (laughs) And have you walked into a store yet and seen it sitting there? Yeah. Yeah. How cool is that? It's even yeah, yeah. even just do you want to stand next to your book when you're in the store? You just know, it's so funny because I was just sad. Because your face on the book, so you just stand next to the book. Hey, that's me. And you're like, hey, just visiting hey, myself yeah, with the books. Yeah. Hey, you. Hey. Uh, looking like you're having a good hair, better hair day than me today. Um, but yeah, I was just I was at chapters just the other day, and it's so funny because like you'll see someone like picking up a book next to your book, and you're like, oh, if they pick up mine, is it awkward? If I'm like, hey, uh, yeah, I hear that's a good book, so. <laughs> No, it's definitely surreal walking into cool. chapters and yeah, seeing yeah. something you spent like years working on, like just sitting there in its tangible totally, form. Totally, totally. Well, guys, thank, I know you're busy. Thanks for doing this. Really, Thanks really, for having yeah, us. Yeah, really appreciate this. Uh, we'll do it again. I feel like we talked nothing about Matt's real estate stuff. So Matt's next time, the brains behind it all. I like, feel like he, he really, is, yeah, yeah. I feel like he really is. And uh, I was going to make another comment, but I won't. We'll, we'll leave yeah, that. Keep, but that's it. it. Yeah, I appreciate this, guys. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, everyone. So hopefully you enjoyed that chat with Nicole and Matt. Great people. Um, I joked with Matt on his way out uh, uh, and I kind of apologize because I always ask him, you know, when is he going to go? Uh, when is he going to in- get engaged to Nicole? And I always feel like I'm putting him on the spot. I was going to ask him on the episode. I didn't. Um, but now I'm bringing it up again. So I'm sure he's just never going to hear the end of that. But anyway, if you're listening to this and uh, you want some real estate specific information, you can get access to the reports that we've put out, um, including destruction of the middle class here in Canada, the latest population report, the population explosion report that we put out. You can get all of that and access to f- free digital copies of our books. And you can get access to the class that we put on here in the Rockstar offices here in Oakville at rockstarinnercircle.com. So that's www.rockstarinnercircle.com. That's it for now. Until next time, your life, your terms.